Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, Fightful Faithful. Welcome to the Tuesday show that makes me question why I've chosen to do this with my life. Oh my God, it was so bad tonight. <laughs> It was so bad tonight, but for better or worse, as long as we all shall live, because we are a married married little cult over here, <laughs> this is your NXT post-show for Tuesday, December 5th. We are somehow still in the holiday spirit, and we ask you to get in your Super Chats mm-hmm. and your Humper Chats at HumperChats.com. Yep. If you could, Humper Chats, because like, YouTube takes so much money from us on the Super Chats. You really do. Mm-hmm. We also ask you to subscribe to Fightful Select, where CM Punk Watch is underway. Updates on there constantly. A lot more to come. Some bigger news dropping yes. later in the week as well. And yes. you got Alex and I doing alternative post do. shows mm-hmm. for not this brand. We'll be doing, fortunately slash unfortunately, the NXT Deadline show on the main in all likelihood. So, uh, yeah, Alex, tonight was terrible. Like from front to back. And you have had for the past couple days, mm-hmm. Guy and Christmas Lights has had a box mm-hmm. of Sour Patch Coal. Hold, hold on, hold on. Sour Patch Kids. Sour Patch for, Kids for, for, for the things good, that are good. good. And then Sour Patch Coal. If, if you've been nice, then you get Sour Patch Kids. But if you've been naughty, you get Sour Patch Coal. Guess what I'm gonna be eating out of for the entire night tonight? Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna go ahead and and run out of those by halfway through the episode. I fear. Yep. But I don't. The chat is saying gambling puns. Yes, gambling, uh, gambling debt puns and and uh, and money puns oh, in honor in honor of uh, Chase. Of you hopefully finally chase you going under. That's that's the hope. That's the dream. We're living the dream tonight, people. They they put it all on black. They put it all. Hold on. They put it all on House of Black, and it came up red. Hey. Sorry. Sorry, Andre Chase. 
Alex, not only was this a bad episode, this was bad in a way that is different from, like, I don't expect a lot from go-home episodes of wrestling just in general across mm-hmm. the board because you don't want to risk people's health going into pay-per-view. And on mm-hmm. top of that, you right. can't really advance any stories. You're you're going home to the pay-per-view. This is right. supposed to be an episode where you put buttons on things. But this episode said, we're not going to do that. This episode no. said... We're going to find an entirely different way to be a terrible mm-hmm. episode of wrestling. Yep. And I, I respect them for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to clear is... something up, though, for, for very quickly from Tom Valley. This is not black licorice flavor. No, it's not. It's black raspberry flavor. Because I don't know how you would do sour licorice. But yeah, Dots, Dots makes a coal. And that's licorice flavored. As you long as also, it's not chewy yellow banana runs, whatever listen, nonsense you were pulling with that. Listen, that that's for a different time of year. And if I could find them, I would I would own all of them. But until I ate them. But instead, uh, we're doing with the sour black raspberry, and they're actually quite good. So uh, it's a good also... thing that horrible booking kid has ruined my uh, my night by doing what he's done because then I get to eat this whole box. It's true. And if then you I get are diabetes. Prone... Sorry. If you're prone to seizures in the chat, we recommend that you look away from the screen as well. Alex is blinking. This, up the this, store. listen, listen, hold on, hold on. This, I could just can you have put it on a different mode? Just okay. Solid. Oh well, listen, I could do it worse. How about this? You like but, this? Okay, but my brain would prefer that because it's, this, the, out, this it's was, the out of timeness with the necklace that's driving me was, crazy. Oh, I get it. Same. They're not bad. synced up. We'll do it like this. Alex, I'm doing everything in my power to avoid talking about the show because uh-huh. it was terrible. But we have to, we have to make our way through it. But perhaps there are some greetings and salutations that we can perhaps read before are, we, we dive first, in. first of all, I want to say that our own Vicky L, who is here every Tuesday, is going through some health stuff, and we are sending only positive vibes. As Ricardo the Snowman says, Vicky L, you got this. Uh, we love Vicky. We're so uh, happy every time we see her in the chat. She's amazing. And we are um, pulling for you and we'll absolutely do whatever we can to, um, to, make, uh, to make this time that you're going through a positive one at least once a week. So here's, here's the good news is we're trying to send positive vibes, right? So what yeah. we do on this show is we get all the negative vibes out that's of the right. way. That's right. See, that's good. And right? then you just clear them out in two hours. And then the only thing that's left is positive mm-hmm. vibes. So you can take those with mm-hmm. you. And then, oh my gosh, you're going to feel so much better. I, I, I just, I need to, I'm not going to pull it up, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm sending to Gemini season. That's top. That's a top three. That's a top three Gemini season. Put one in the chat for puns. That's a top three that gets put in the sour, in the supers, super chats. Or the or the Humper Chats, that's going top three with a bullet. Gemini season, put one in there. That's um, amazing. So good. I didn't even see it yet. Oh, it's so good. You just scroll up a little bit. You'll see it. It's, it's so no, good. No, I want to be Gemini season. Okay, okay, good, good. Casa86 um, uh, says, save the clams always. We are a pro-clams podcast. Uh, Listen. Mo- mostly, on, mostly on the weekends and on Wednesdays. But um, speak for yourself. I say save the clams all day, every day, 24 7, 365. Listen, people. I'm saying we, 
we we probably bring it up more when Nigel is there advocating for it and we want to be a mouthpiece for him. We want to use our platform to get out the, the word about saving the clams. So he makes it more obvious for us to do it. But obviously, in our hearts, we are slight we are saving the clams 24-7. We are live the save the clams life. Mm-hmm. Protect them from dangerous clam diggers like Brian Danielson uh-huh. out there. Okay? Yeah. Yes. We respect him in the ring. Yes. Yes. But my God, if he doesn't spend his extracurricular time mm-hmm. digging clams, mm-hmm. no respect for that. None. None. Ian R says Fightful is currently also known as Technical Difficulties Team 2000. That was when we were a little <laughs> late to the start of the thing. But like, it was just, it's, it's, it's we're whatever. not all technical wizards over here, okay? No. We save that for Pete Dunn Some of and us can't Tyler technically Bates. find our headphones on time, okay? And some of us have to leave the studio and come back in because their little fancy headphones don't work. Maybe Uh, it's interference from the fact that they're glowing like an angel over here. Maybe. I don't know. I'm all fired up tonight. Yeah, well, we should. We're all going to be. Save the clams. Um, uh, And Ricardo the Snowman says it's not Xmas until Gruber falls off a building. So. It's fair. It's fair. All right. Okay. This is the season. All right. <clears throat> All right. We got the Iron Survivor Challenge, last chance qualifier, Fallon Henley defeating Kiana James, Roxanne Perez, and Thea Hale. And this is what I want to say. I'm I am literally begging the PC crowd to have some standards. Not everything is a holy S-word moment. A holy, 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 holy. Because every time you do that, the USA Network beeps it out, just takes the takes the sound out. So it's not even like you're even getting your chant on screen. Okay, not every match has one of those moments in it, and I would also argue that two women standing on a barricade punching each other until they both lose their balance and fall 18 inches through a table is not a holy moment. Please, please, please have some higher standards, I beg of you. I know it's Florida. I know you're not used to having higher standards there. But I need you to start having higher standards. We're going to change the title of this episode to Alex Pulaski shoots on the PC Center crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, this went exactly as predicted. Fallon Henley... Shout out to Horse Girl for riding yes. right into the mm-hmm. Iron Survivor match. I wonder if she is there a contract that you get if you win the Iron Survivor? Because <gasps> I wonder if she'll show that to her horse to lawyer. her horse lawyer. I don't know. That's interesting Perhaps. though. Yeah, I would like yeah. to see a vignette of that if that does happen. But my gosh, if Roxanne Perez and our favorite prawn accountant mm-hmm. weren't just too distracted by the anger of their own feud that started yep. because I can't even remember why did this feud start. Between Roxanne and they wrestled the a match. They wrestled a match against each other in like September, and they didn't like it. They didn't like fight. Then they fought again, and they fought again, and then they kept getting in their each other's faces, getting and, in each other's business to get to the point that they were both. And then alive and then they, then they had they, then they had Halloween Havoc, and during that match, Kiana James didn't know to put her hands up on a bump onto the steps and got a giant mouse on her forehead. And then that like led to this and like, so, 
So we're doing so. I would argue two of the top four women in the division aren't in the major match for the the to work, you know, to get the title match. They're not in the Iron Survivor match because this is actually just making me darker because I'm wearing it. <laughs> so I don't understand why we do this. They they get their they get their own cage match, which is booked by Ava Rain. This is a through line now that's got to be addressed. I don't believe Shawn Michaels is showing up for work anymore, Kate. I believe he is he is he has found somebody who will be his accomplice to him skipping work, and he's just texting all of his stuff. Like when 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 Ava goes into his office, he's not there. He's he's literally no. become the absentee raw general manager. But instead of going through a laptop, it's just through Ava Rain. Do you think we'll get Swaggle under the ring? Maybe. I wouldn't put it past him. I wouldn't put it past him either. Ava Rain can make matches because she used to be in a cult of Joe Gacy. Like I don't, none, of, none of this, none of this makes any sense. I'm, uh, well, I, I'm going, I'm going to, to go on an extended rant about the Ava Rain thing later when she starts messing in things that have nothing to do with her. But, um, but this, the match, the match is fine. We all knew that this was going to be the outcome. Sure. That Roxanne and Keanu were going to cancel each other out and do something stupid to each other so neither of them could finish, could, could go into the finish. Fallon Henley does her running knee thing, her shining wizard, her cowboy, yeah, it's a cowgirl, shining wizard, sh- essentially. cowgirl, yeah. her cowgirl shining wizard, her shining cowgirl. That's not, it, that's not coward, that's not cowboy wizard, it's coward wizard. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, but she, so she hits that on Thea Hale. Here's one other thing I have. I have a question for you, Kate. Did you notice that, um, only one of the four women in the match had somebody with her at ringside, somebody who likes to interfere in every match she is at ringside for, and never once did JC Jane do anything to help Thea Hale. And Thea Hale was the one to take the pin. What? Like just 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 say JC Jane is banned from ringside and don't have her out there. She's not helping anything. She didn't do and she did not do anything to add to the match at all. So why is she even out there? Having her out there and then having Thea Hale lose begs the question: Why didn't she help? It's no disqualification. They kept telling that to us over and over again. If it's no disqualification, why isn't JC Jane literally throwing elbows into the face of Fallon Hanley for the entire fucking match? I hate this show! Because she doesn't know who she can trust and can't trust at Chase U. So she wants to be out there to see what's going on. That has nothing to do with this match, Kate. That has nothing to do with yes, this match. Yes, it does. Because what if it's Thea Hale that gambles away all of the money for all she knows? She might have been spending it on some stuff that makes her very excited. Thea Hale has a friend with her at ringside. That friend is a known cheater. Cheating is legal in this match. Why does the known cheater not cheat in this match? The the The, the cute little explanation you gave me makes zero fucking sense. It makes more sense than not having one. Because she can't trust the Hale, but she still needs to see what's going on. Just have her bang from ringside if she's not going to cheat. 
If it's, if it's a match where cheating is legal among the participants, that's fine. And then you say nobody's allowed at ringside, and so she has to leave. I this this made me so furious, and I was like, please let be this be a thing. The the thing that I am most furious about on this show. Spoiler alert, it's like the least thing. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm most furious even, like, about top 10. That's not even close. This is going to be an all-timer episode of Sour Graps because this show has made me more than any other time want to quit this job and go work in an office somewhere. That's how much I hated this episode of wrestling television. I question what I have done with my life. That's how much I hated this episode. It was pretty bad. But thankfully we tried to talk about wrestling as little as possible on the show. Um, so Kiana and Roxanne are both in the trainer's room and Kiana notices that whatever her name, what's her name? What's the, what's oh, the name? Is, the tall, Izzy? The tall, the tall, Izzy, Izzy. Izzy yeah. that, that Izzy, who was in the breakout tournament, lost in the first round. Izzy is like on her side. And then like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick, Kia, I'm gonna end, Kia, I'm gonna end Roxanne next time I see her. And Roxanne's sitting three feet from her and goes, you're going to end me? Well, let's do it right now. And they have to get pulled back by the trainers. And Ava is standing there for some reason in ill-fitting jeans and says, oh, you guys, you guys want, you guys want to, she is, you guys want a collusion? She said collusion. She meant conclusion, but she said collusion. You guys want a collusion? Then I'll go talk to Sean and get this match official. So, what? Yeah. How, so she, how? I don't get why she can make some matches at a steel cage and then just need Triple H for others. Um, later, or, I'm sorry, HBK for others. Later, she like, comes out of Sean's office and says, it's official. If Kiana and Roxanne can't stop this, then we're going to stop it for them. It's in a steel cage on at deadline. And Fightful tweeted out, it's official. Roxanne Perez versus Kiana James in a steel cage at deadline. And there's a picture of Ava Rain. And I tweeted out, somehow this is an accurate photo for the headline, which does not mention Ava Rain, but she was somehow the per. If it had been Shawn Michaels in the photo, everyone would know the general manager of the show made the thing. Like the guy who runs the show made. But Ava Rain, people are tuning in going, why is Ava Rain literally? Why is, is she assistant to the regional manager Ava Rain? What are we? Why is she Dwight shrewding all over the show? Should be Ava Rain Wilson. No, it makes absolutely no sense. And also, like, you know how Joe Gacy just keeps popping up everywhere. I'm like, is that what they're trying to do with her? But she has booking power. Like, it's I so. It's very bizarre. And of all the people to deliver booking messages, I would say probably the one that was just in a creepy cult. Not the yeah, way to go. Like, that would I, not be like, you know who I, I trust to deliver yeah. the message on my behalf. Probably not the gal who was just in a creepy cult. I'm, I'm sorry to also, like, just, just do the most nitpicky shit. But, like, if Fair she... It, I, on, and it wouldn't fix everything, but it would make it better. 
weeks ago when we saw her go to into Sean's office, she was basically wearing what she is right now, ill-fitting jeans and a tank top, and she goes in, right? Um, if over the course of the – if she's going to start making decisions, and she's going to be like an on-air person who gets matches made, maybe she starts dressing like Stephanie McMahon or something. Like and she becomes a figurehead – Who's, who's actually in charge of stuff, she starts taking it seriously. She starts learning under the... like Because honestly, if, if, if in six months she was the on-screen general manager of NXT, would you be surprised in the least? Only because they don't do anything consistently for six months with anybody, but yes, I understand what you're saying. If in six weeks she was the on-screen general manager of NXT, less. Like it's it's a thing that they're moving her towards. So like at this point, I don't I don't even know. Well, like, like yes, Spooko, HBK could at least come out and make it official. Ava speaks for me. She is my assistant. Great, done. But this what they're doing now makes less sense. So much less sense. She's like, hey, you guys want to fight? Well, fine. You're gonna fight in the ring. I'm gonna go get a match made. Like, did, can anybody just do that? Can anybody do that? Yeah, and like, why do you care? Is it wasn't like I'm gonna get this match made because I'm fighting winner next, or like, let what we knew of Ava Rain was she was a wrestler in a cult, and she has a ways to go in the ring. So if they don't feel like she's ready for television wrestling and she needs some reps, right. that's an assessment I would agree with. Okay. And if you want to keep her on screen so that she gets acclimated to being on screen. Right. I understand that part of it. Yeah. But you can't go from active in-ring competitor mm -hmm. to I make decisions on the show mm -hmm. for yeah. matches which I if she had said I'm going to get this made because I want to fight the winner, I'm <laughs> like well okay, then I understand why you want to get this match made. But she just sure. does yeah. And Louise points out it's Regal and Samoa Joe at the very end of NXT 1.0. Yeah, that's please, Louise, stop pointing things out. But it makes zero sense. And they had an in-ring ceremony where Regal said he is now the head of security. He's in, he's, in, he's in power here, but he's not allowed to touch any of the talent unless provoked. And then Samoa Joe says, unless provoked. And William Regal says to Karrion Cross, unless provoked. And of course, he going across provoked him which is why they had the match which is why he became nxt champion the last time nxt was good and uh and then they they had they invented an injury for him and he went away forever put a right. pin in that little that sentence they invented an injury for him and he went away forever for why i was so skeptical about a scene coming up File those um, things together. that also made sense because if i were william regal and I had an unruly locker room and a dangerous parking lot. Yeah. I would want somebody Samoa Joe's side to be enforcing things for me. That makes sense. Um, so we'll talk about that when we get to the summit thing, Louise. You can move that down there. I will want I do want to talk about that. Um Lyra is interviewed. About, oh, look, good for Fallon. She called her shot and she did it. It looks like I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I'm going to go to deadline to, to oh, you're going to go to deadline. You're not going to defend your title at deadline because they got nobody for you. 
they literally have somebody walk up next to her, Lola Vice, who's got a guaranteed shot. Just have her cash it in and have the match at deadline. Like, I don't understand. First of all, it's an at a glance. Please call it by its Whatever. proper name. Second of all, that, that still might happen. I guess. It might just happen right then, right now, Alex. Yeah, it could be. I think that's probably um, what we're we're getting because she's a heel, so she's going to want to catch Lyra, the honorable champion, off guard. Blah blah blah. Um, Mr. Showtime says, "Missed a few weeks of NXT. When did we start to get Goth Stalker Paxley? I kind of like it better than Tater, at least. Anyway, SGS fuff 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 for life. Love you guys. We love you too, Mr. Showtime. We didn't talk about it last week. We forgot to. T- Tater Paxley was like hiding behind a curtain." While Lyra was talking to somebody, to Fallon, and like, she says to Fallon, even if you win the Iron Survivor, it doesn't mean you're going to beat Lyra. And, um, and Fallon was like, is she with you? And, and, and Lyra was like, no, I don't, I don't even know who that is. Um, which, to, like, the way that she is reacting to Tatum, either, listen, Lyra's not the best actress. And saying that is an insult to bad actresses, but I don't know what she's either. She's being really obvious that she does know what Paxley is up to or trying to play it off as being nonchalant. It's just not, none of it's working. Wait, you Um, mean Fallon or Lyra? No, Lyra, like Lyra's just the, the way she's reading her lines. It does like last, last week she was like Blair Davenport, She's really dangerous if you meet her in a car park. One second, two second, eye roll. I'm like, she's. this is not what she's good at. It's fine. Not everybody has to be great at everything all at once. But that's why when they were like, hey, we're going to give you this title match against Becky, I was like, cool. And then they were like, we're going to have you beat Becky for the title and become the face women's division. I was like, hold on. Because I don't think she's quite there yet. And... It's fine. She doesn't have to be. But now she does because they're asking her to talk all the time and all of her line readings sound really stilted. Yeah, but everything that's written for her also is not great. Yeah. She went to a tea ceremony and didn't drink the tea, Alex. Like, this is not good. <laughs> all of it's terrible. It's not great. All is terrible. Everything sucks more than ever tonight. Um, well, more, more than most times. Uh, Tater Paxley, I don't know who she pissed off backstage, but she got her head knocked off her block later in this episode. Um, this is, I, I'm glad they're, they're giving her screen time because I, yeah, I thought she sure, was really sure. good when she was like hanging out with Diamond Mind and then they were like, you wear black now. <laughs> they had the perfect thing for her. They did. She was Blair Davenport's henchwoman when Blair Davenport was putting everybody on the shelf that half the time it was Blair and maybe a couple of times it was actually Tatum who did it, which gives Blair an alibi. They actually are bringing that back now because I don't know if you realize this, but Blair Davenport, who was my pick to win the Iron Survivor Challenge, by the end of the night, it's proven that she's not going to do that because she's got a feud that doesn't involve the title happening right after that. So I don't know, like just maybe don't suck at all of your storylines at once, HBK. Horrible booking kid. Horrible is too kind to the horrible booking kid. That's how bad he is at this. But it's it starts with H, though. Horrendous. Is horrendous better, worse, better or worse than horrible? Feels on par I with. I it, maybe they like if, see if, if like Triple H 
and uh, and HBK were like combined that would like have be four H's and be like horrid, horrendous, horrible, ha haggard. I don't know. What, give, give me a give me a fourth. But anyway, Triple H is at least turning things around a little bit. This one. I'm just saying, like like if it was if it was Hunter Hearst Helmsley Heartbreak Kid, like if he had three extra H's there, I don't know. Um. So, so Wesley came out with a crutch yes. to do a promo. And he was walking. It was like, his legs are fine. And his legs are fine. His legs are fine. There's not, he's not wearing a brace. He's not wearing a boot. He's not limping. Like his leg, his, he's wearing a crutch. This is a fake out or a horrible, lazy injury angle. To to give him sympathy and an uh, and a reason why Dominic is going to beat him for the title on Saturday, and then he says, "I I I can't walk. I'm gonna have to go away for a while. I I nothing was I have nothing I was looking forward to more than beating up Dominic uh, and taking back the title. But now I I I can I can't feel my legs. I mean, I'm so much pain just standing here. And I was like, this is all an angle." Because you cannot be the company that cries obvious injury angle. The, the, the boy who cried wolf. Every time you're like, oh, this is an injury. It's an injury. See, it's an injury. No, it's not. It's not an injury. What happened to Sami Zayn last night was not an injury. He jumped off the second rope and hurt his leg by landing too hard on his feet. Every time you tell me this guy's injured, I immediately go, no, he's not, because you've lied to me about it so much. And so now I get to be the a-hole who's going, Wesley, just throw away the crutch and do a backflip kick like you, you tricked Dominic into coming here. But no, apparently he screwed up his back so bad he needs surgery, which means that's a really bad back injury. And he's going to be out 8 to 12 months. And... I'm going to be another version of the a-hole when I say this. If he injured his back in the match last week, everyone who booked it needs to be put in jail. That match never needed to take place. We already knew he was having the match with Dominic. You put him in a match he was obviously going to win. I don't know what happened in the match, if anything happened in the match, but that's an entirely unnecessary match for him to have wrestled, which because there's three guys in there running around and a dude who's 400 pounds landing on people has the possibility, accelerated possibility of having a guy get injured a couple of weeks before a title match on a pay-per-view. It is these kinds of things I always go, okay, is this match necessary to be booked since we already know the guy that's in it is going to have a title match in the future. And if it's not, then I just say, don't do it. Yes. And no, I mean, for one, it's wrestling. Like he was in there with some of the most professional aware guys in the world. People get injured too. <laughs> I'm wondering if this was something that was persistent and this is why he went away in the first place. And then he tried to come back because he had rehabbed he it or whatever. And I, I asked Sean, tell me, tell me, figure, figure, please tell me what happened. Yeah. Because I, because I need to know if this was a thing that happened during training, if he was lifting and something went wrong, 
If it happened during the match, I reserve the right to say the match never should have happened because you also booked it as the most nonsensical match that's ever occurred in the history of professional wrestling. With three, with, with two faces and uh, who have no incentive to beat him. No incentive to beat him. None. I would they get say nothing out of it. Stipulation matches are good when I would say that it wasn't that they shouldn't have done the match. They should have done the match for the different stipulation. But I, I don't play that game with injuries because he could have had wrestlers get injured and in the weirdest shit in the world. Like they, they just do. As much as we're like, Vikingo needs to, it's always something dumb. It's always Adam Cole. This show is sponsored by Better Help. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, jumping off a stage. It's always Biggie taking a suplex. Like it, it's, it's also... Um, it's- Back it, it, injuries are are no joke, especially ones that need surgery. Yes. When listen, it's awesome that that Randy Orton is back and apparently in really great shape, and he wants to do this for a long time, and that's awesome. Surgeries get get screwed up all the time. You know what I mean? Or this, even like the surgery. Thing. Look at Kyle O'Reilly. Like this is a of, dangerous friggin' like... thing. So, like, the possibility exists that we may never see this version of Wesley ever again. And I reserve the right to say the match last week never should have taken place. If you had given there a reason for the match to have happened, perhaps. But they didn't, so it was completely extraneous. We already knew we were getting the match. And you know why I'm the most mad about this, Kate? 
because I was pretty damn sure Wesley was going to win. Yeah. Take the title off of Dominic. And the guy they replaced him with in the match, because the match is still happening, just not against Wesley. The guy they replaced him with is absolutely not winning that title. And even if he does, it's a bad thing that he wins the title. Now, Dragon Lee is replacing him. Rey Mysterio comes on the Titantron and says, I, hey, I'm going to be there at deadline. I'm going to be in the corner of my brother, me hermano, Dragon Lee. And Dragon Lee shows up, beats up Dra- Dominic for a while. Are you um, fluent in Spanish? Me hermano. Me hermano. Me hermano. Um, Dragon Lee, if he loses, that's three losses to Dominic from Dragon Lee, which is unconscionable. And if he wins somehow, they're not gonna shelve the Santos story, the, the the dissolving of the LWO that is obviously being positioned as a long-term thing between Dragon Lee and Santos. And they're just gonna they're not gonna shelve that for this. So that's why my reason is that that's one of the reasons that he's not gonna win it. And even if he does win it. That's another main roster guy with the NXT North American Championship, which is the workhorse championship for NXT. I'm begging them next time this happens, because it's going to happen again. Just please have an NXT guy have the match so that he can win and keep it. Or like... This is the they problem. Had, yeah, when... Trick Williams beat Dominic and then he lost it back two damn days ago. later. What are we doing flailing over there uh santos escobar will cost dragon lee that's what'll happen we'll probably get a tag match out of it or Santos is absolutely showing up in bridgeport connecticut for some reason to cost dragon lee that's what's happening. and that's why dominic's gonna win yeah that's why dominic will retain or i don't hate the idea of an abbreviated dragon lee becky lynch like run where he's there every tuesday because they're not doing they're doing a, a lot story-wise with Dragon Lee, but they're not doing a ton match-wise with Dragon Lee right now. Like, it's been very angle-heavy and not match-heavy, which is the opposite of what you should do with Dragon Lee, in my opinion. That guy should be wrestling a ton. Um, he was just on pay-per-view. So if he's, like, there every Tuesday, I don't have a problem with... There's more value in my eyes to whoever it's going to be from NXT beating Dragon Lee... Then there, like, if it's Nathan Fraser, I would rather see Nathan Fraser beat Dragon Lee for that title than Dominic Mysterio, right? So, I don't mind Dragon Lee winning it, and also Dominic having a reason to be pissed uh, is good for story with what's going on with the Judgment Day right now. But I do agree it needs to be on an NXT defender, and the the I love the Heritage Cup. But, like, all the people that were in the tournament for the Heritage Cup should be going after this title now. Like, that didn't win it. Except for Tozawa, who's on the main. So, like, if Tyler Bates not going to go up and hang out with Pete Dunne, Tyler Bates should win that off of Dragon Lee, probably, instead of Dominic. Or whatever. So, so my guess is that Santos is coming out of the woodwork to cost Dragon Lee on at deadline and we'll probably get some tag match bullshit out of it with Dominic and Santos versus mm-hmm. Ray and yeah. Dragon Lee. Um, but 
I was like, of all the things that you could just skip over for deadline, this match could have been one of them. You should yeah. be putting titles on your show realistically, but the title just feels cursed. This was obviously supposed to be Mustafa Ali's, and then they released him. From the from the absolute first second, Dominic was hovering around this title. It's been cursed since. Yep. And we don't have any spooky Scottish witches to undo it. So this is we're just we stuck here. We don't. Um uh yeah, I, I feel really terrible for Wesley, mostly because I was like, when he, when he lost versus Dragunov or somebody months ago, I was like, cool. I'll show up on the main roster. He'll be a flippy guy who takes a bunch of losses, but eventually they'll start building him up. Maybe he'll get in contention for the U.S. title one day or whatever. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll do my thing that I wanted years ago and have him and Ricochet in a tag team. Him coming back to NXT to take the title off of Dom, but then gets booked in a nonsensical four-way that may or may not have been the match he injured himself in and then never gets to have the title back. And now he's going to be gone for a year. That's that's some really, really unfortunate stuff. That's some that like... That sucks so much. And That's some darkest timeline shit for Wesley. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to speculate on injuries, but it does seem like, especially knowing it's a back injury... That feels like when he was like, I'm out of here, I'm going home. That, And then he comes back and this happens at this time. Like that to me feels like he probably re-aggravated something. Like he was trying to avoid surgery and that didn't work. And so now he has to have surgery. Um, but the biggest part of all of this is just that you hope that guy is okay and gets better. Because um, he's been such a bright spot on the show <laughs> and in wrestling. And his title reign was great when he had it. Um, so I, I just hope that guy... It's closer to eight months or if WWE is doing their WWE thing and he's actually back in six months because they exaggerate time frames. That would yep. be that would be ideal. But just hope that guy's okay. Yeah. That sucks. Feeling Drippy uh, says this phenomenon is known as the Roderick Strong who cried neck. <laughs> Adam! I'm so nervous. I know this isn't an AEW podcast. I need my Adam Copeland booking. Before, like, I'm pretty sure he's in this this devil squad, and then they're gonna turn him super serious. And I'm like, no, I need my Adam. Oh, I am I'm so done with with the with the funny Roderick Strong stuff. Turn him serious like tomorrow. I I we had a run with it. It was fine. Now get back to him breaking people's backs because that's the that's who I miss that. Okay, but I, I liked that. my booking. I know I know you do. And it this might is... have jumped the shark, but I still want it because I was right. proud of it. Um, Henry the Casey says, not a gambling pun, but I'm at a loss. So cut Dom into pieces. That was Wesley's last resort. I have nothing, I guess, is what he says. So it's okay. You don't have to have something, but we would encourage you to just say, save the clams if you have nothing, but want right, to send support. Uh, and Will Chisholm makes a very good point. I just hope Wesley comes back. Okay. And jacked like Randy. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the hope for anybody who's, who's yeah. injured at some point. Yeah. So, um, Corbin gets interviewed. Who cares? Um, then, um, we, we get the, the, um, <clears throat> announcement of the field for the, uh, men's breakout tourney. There's one lawyer in it. There is one and person one who's, person there who's is win. one guy who's allowed to win this. Obafemi is in the tournament. If he does not win it, I will file a lawsuit. 
I will hire a lawyer. It might be Luca Crucifino. I will is. hire a lawyer and I will file a lawsuit against Shawn Michaels if Obafemi does not win this tournament. This tournament features the aforementioned Obafemi, Miles Bourne, who's very talented, Luca Crucifino, who is long overdue to be Tony D'Angelo's lawyer. And I don't know why. The weird thing about it is this is the first time I've ever heard him talk. Really. Like, really talk. Yeah, they got to give like, him a more than over the top accent. Hey, hey, Luca Crucifino over here. What are you doing? It's like, just like, hello, my name is Luca Crucifino. He needs when big answers. When is a guy named Luca Crucifino ever not talking like a DC? Come on. What are we doing? The only outcome is open Femi. A close second for me is Luca Crucifino politicking and bribing his way through the tournament right. and then immediately being absorbed by the family. Okay. Right. Uh, but it's got to be over for me. Um, that guy rules. Tavion Heights is a top prospect. He can be the baby face who makes it to the finals to get crushed by Obafemi. I think Obafemi should win literally every match in the tournament that he is in in less than two minutes. I do not care what that means for his opponents. That is, you present this guy as an absolute monster who cannot be stopped. Then, just because after he wins the tournament, he takes it, and he immediately says, I am cashing this in for Dominic Mysterio, the next episode of NXT. And then he beats Dominic in 30 seconds. Dominic goes away, goes back to the main roster, never mention it again. And you have him be this unstoppable monster heel with the North American title. I want that. The thing is. There's no thing. There's no thing about it. There's a thing. There's no, there's no thing. I have no. a thing. Uh, you're not allowed to have. I don't things. have a thing. Not, not with this. Not with this I thing. Have a, I have, a, I have a, a thing, and we're gonna do a Bluetooth segue in a second because of it. But okay, it's a breakout tournament. More than one guy should break out in a breakout tournament in developmental. If it was just a, if it was Tavion, Tavion breaks out on his side of the bracket. He has amazing 15 minute matches. Okay. I don't know if I want everybody in the world smooshed. Uh, Realistically, probably two matches that he smooshes, and then in ta against Tavion Heights, Tavion Heights lasts like eight and a half minutes. That but Femi is incredibly strong. I agree. And listen, if you are like, hey, I can last eight and a half minutes, but I want to last a little bit longer than that, okay? I don't want to get squashed in two minutes with my thing, all right? I... Don't want to be, I mean, I would love to be like tearing through people. Don't get me wrong. But like, I, I want it to, to last. I want it to be a more satisfying conclusion. Well, darn it. If Blue Chew ain't for you. Is your sex life stuck in developmental? Well, get ready for a call up with bluechew.com and the code FIFL. Same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but how about this? No awkward in-person visits, no trips to the pharmacy. It ships straight to your door in a discreet package. But let me tell you, your package is not going to be discreet when you use Blue Chew and the code Fightful. Helps to give you that confidence, that performance to take you straight to the main event, if you know what I'm saying. When approved online by one of our physicians, it just arrives straight to your door. 
You're not going to have people nosing around with what you're doing. And right now, you get your first shipment free when you use the code FIGHTFUL. Go straight to the top. You know what I mean. Memorable performance, high spot, you know, whatever other innuendos you can think of. BlueChew.com and the code FIGHTFUL. (coughs) Okay. Other people in this uh, tournament include Keanu Carver. I don't know anything about this person. I don't either. Keon but that name's ridiculous. Who, 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 yes, it is. Um, there's only one person who's ever been named Keanu. You cannot name yourself. You can't name anybody one. Keanu. Unless no, you can no, do some hard. Matrix shit in the ring. That rules. Then I'm there's in. Keanu Reeves and then the little cat Keanu with the Key and Peele movie. That's literally the only two That's people it. who've been named Keanu before this guy. I don't know why you're naming Zephyr Keanu. A guy named Dion Lennox who wears glasses, so therefore he is smart. Yes. Okay. Look, you have glasses on and you're very smart. You're part of the stereotype. So, um, another guy who... Okay, listen. I'm going to give the guy the benefit of the doubt and say that he has a lot of Native American heritage. Trey Bearhill is wearing feathers in his hair and honest to God war paint and using a, he is beating a a war drum. And look, I'm not saying this gimmick can't work. I'm just saying it feels like, like a thing of the past to just make the entirety of the, of the gimmick just is a native American. Plus they already have Eddie Thorpe. That's, and Very I'm like, I feel like that's a, you got, you get one of those in your company. You don't get to do two separate ones. Maybe they become a tag team, but even so that feels weird, you know? So yeah, this, I, I don't, I don't know. This makes me very nervous. And because we've gotten what appears to a lot of people to be something that feels very stereotypical without the mud. I have no faith that this is not going to be that right now, which is not good. But I feel like the Eddie Thorpe stuff was, um, it feels organic, like in the way that he draws. It feels like he is, he is honoring his heritage without making the entire character the heritage. Yes. And, and, and again, all we've seen is 14 seconds. If that probably closer to six seconds of Trey Bearhill, but the entirety of that, I was like, did this guy time travel from 1986? Because it just it just feels like a completely different era of wrestling where that's a thing. You know what I yeah. mean? Makes um, me very nervous. Shot Kid says, uh, nothing against the guys in the tournament, but this company just refuses to move on from 1988 in terms of physical size and or, I will say, or gimmicks. Because some of the guys aren't um, uh, aren't big. Or aren't gimmicky, but they are the other thing. That's yeah. usually kind of the way it works. Um, so uh, there's one more guy in the tournament that I will only bring up later when I get extremely angry. Um, uh, Joe Gacy is crazy. He's yelling to Vic Joseph, they love you. They love you, Joe, Vic Joseph. Vic, they love you. Everyone loves you, Vic. And I don't know what this is all about. I will say somebody who loves Vic very much is Mackenzie Mitchell, who was out of the blue, let go from her position backstage. She is, and I think it's inarguable, and I think it's unequivocal. 
she was the best backstage talent they've had since Ray, Renee Young left to release her out of the blue. Like, there's gotta be a, a thing that like that. They didn't release anybody else that I saw. I have no idea why you, she should have been on Raw a long ass time ago. Be, Raw or SmackDown, hell, put her on both. She's the she has great timing. Um, she's comes up with good questions. I don't. I, I believe this was her doing it, at least her idea for it, because no one else has ever done this. Her being like, "Hey, to the cameraman, follow him." He's running out to the back. Yes. Like he, her directing the camera guy, which would be a guy she knows well because she works with him on a one-on-one -on -one basis. Hey, follow that guy. When Johnny Gargano like drove over to his house to got, get in a fight with Grayson Waller in his front yard, she was the one who told the camera guy, follow him. Otherwise, there would be no reason for a camera guy to be in the front yard filming it. She had the instincts, I believe, it was her to say, what if I told the camera guy to follow him? That's why he's there. That is indispensable as an on-camera talent to have the instincts to come up with ideas that make everything work smoother. She's she she's so damn talented. She'll do whatever she wants to wherever. But there's zero reason why she should have been fired. Zero. Uh, well, that we know of, at least. But Okay, uh, fine. No, certainly not I, uh, I on a talent level. On a talent, on yeah. a talent level, she's, no way. She's, you're 100% right in yeah. your assessment that she's the best backstage interviewer that they've had since Renee Young. There are some, I'm proud, hot blonde girls out there. Okay? Yes. Yeah. Mackenzie Mitchell, Lexi Nair, Renee Paquette. Yeah. They're mm -hmm. holding it down in the backstage <laughs> interview role. Good job. Um, her, She was great. And we talked about it on this show. She was really... Mm. Um, week over week getting a, a lot better. So yes. uh, Dave from Pro Wrestling Podcast, who despite being a Nickelback fan, has some good judgment about some things like this. Uh, Eminem should not have been fired. End of story. Yeah, cer certainly not for reasons that we know of. You never know what you don't know. Right. Um, right. But she she's great. Oh, and Kathy Kelly. How could I leave Kathy Kelly out of the yeah, She's the She's, she's very, very good. She is very good. Mackenzie Mitchell is better, but Kathy Kelly is very she's, good. She's great. I just... Yeah. She, yeah, she also she went away for a long time and then came back. Maybe they'll do that with Mackenzie Mitchell. I have no idea, but like Kathy Kelly was gone for a long time and then came back. I don't know. I just I hope know, she doesn't come back and then have to have back surgery and then she's out. You know, that would be terrible. Um, hey, should we do some puns? Yeah, we'll do puns. We'll do puns because this other thing made me angry too. Um, As the whole show was bad. Yeah, the whole they're. You're going to be um, angry wall to wall today. Orion Ben uh, helping us out, even without being, I guess it is technically maybe a money pun. Techno Clams 2000. I think <coughs> clams can can be both. And I'll never turn down a clam pun because yeah. save the clam. Yes. Um, uh, Chris Pereira says uh, crucifix powerball. <laughs> That's very good. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. It's very good. Amish electrician says, uh, broke Lesnar. <laughs> Degenerate X. <laughs> Lone Shark Boy. <laughs> well done. Good. Um, done. Uh, uh, Ricardo the Snowman says, Cash Wheeler? Cash Holly? Chris Pereira says, Full House of Black. Full House of Black is very good. Um, uh, Ricardo the Snowman says, not Joker Sting, Poker Sting. That's very good. 
and uh, LWO money. <laughs> That's uh, really Chris Ferreira says K quick pick. That's very good. Um, you guys are. Drippy awesome. says tax wheeler. Tax wheeler is really good. Cash wheeler. I'm not going to lie. I like the on the nose ones, but that doesn't. Yeah. That's just yeah. money. That's not like in the gambling lottery. I don't, field. I don't think it. So actually, do better. I thought I I saw it when people were, but I don't think anybody actually sent it in. But um, tax and cash, not oh, tax and cash. That's, tax that's and cash. excellent. That's that's, yeah. that's great. Um, True Infamous says uh, big bill, hundred dollar big bill. Hey, uh, can you? Can, can big bills? Uh, um, uh, this was this was uh, honestly Chris Pereira, leader in the clubhouse. Say it right here, leader in the clubhouse from Chris Pereira, Bron Brokaker. <laughs> That's very good. Chris True Pereira is like an, he's yeah. he's a good mm-hmm. one. This he's is got. also this is also very good from True Infamous Mercedes Monet. Oh, yeah. I mean, but again, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm really gambling. Mm-hmm. I mean, but no, but it's gambling. Debt, money. I opened it up to money because gambling and debt I thought might be too too narrow. So I wanted to like give give people the up. We're, 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 we're at 53 minutes and only 31 puns. So this might have been a too narrow of a topic. Okay. okay. Well, if, I'm not gonna blame them for you making the category too broad. Listen, that's wrong. Everyone else was saying that's what we should do. And so I just said, okay. <laughs> True infamous said big casino. That's really good. Um, Chris Pereira says office pool combat club. <laughs> I like that. Um, uh, this is very, very, very good from Tom LaValley. Very good. Tom LaValley. <laughs> Big dollar bill and Ricky stocks. That's very good. You got you with your dad and teacher tone. Very, very good. Tom LaValley. Tax plus plus for your <laughs> Um, Greg Cherry Brand, Jake the Snake Eyes, very good. Greg, and, he's fast. Uh, and uh, New York Brock Exchange, <laughs> that's really um, good too. Uh, Orion Ben, Jake the Snake Eyes Roberts, we've gotten that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Barrera says, uh, Black Jack Perry, uh, Lieutenant Photo says, The Wall Street Profits. That's good, that's really Profits. good. Yeah. That's really Ricardo good. the Snowman says rock bottom line. <laughs> Chris Pereira, you have numbers one and two. The big red slot machine. <laughs> True Infamous says top dollar bill. That's very good. Uh, True Infamous says Powerball Mike Bailey. That's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, not the best use of Powerball that I've seen in the chat. Just hasn't been super chatted yet. Uh, True Infamous says NXT parking lottery. <laughs> the mega Powerballs. That's cash, really good. Cash Money Punk. Cash Money Punk's very good. Um, so A&R stands for uh, now, huh? Says uh, Simoleon Riccaboni. <laughs> Okay, that's top three for yeah. sure. Um, Matt Grace Guy says Corbin hits the dividend of days. <laughs> Louisville, this is very good. Very good, Louisville. The over undertaker. Oh, man. 
that's really good. That that's might be top excellent. three for me. Yeah. That might be top three for me. Um, True Infamous just trying to butter me up by doing Bucks puns. Giannis Antetokounmpo poker. <laughs> it worked. Top four. Uh, well, Lieutenant Photo says check Booker T. That's very good. Um, oh, this is very, very good, True Infamous. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Top two or top one? Debt the Hitman Heart. Oh, that's that's number Ooh, one for me. That's so good. Because I'm a Brett stan. And because <sighs> if ever there was a day to be Brett over Sean, this was it. Because you know Brett wouldn't book something this Also, bad. I feel like your yours your your number one is right here from, from Ian Ian Riccaboni. Tax Saver Jr. <laughs> that's very good. That's very good. I don't know if it's number one, just because he's my favorite wrestler of the year. I don't, I don't know. If it's your know. You love him so much. Um, I do. Uh, Matt Gray Sky says this. This is this is a portmanteau. This is two different ones that go together to make one long one. Stone Cold Hard Cash Wheeler. Okay, that took Cold Hard Cash. Cold Stone hard Cold cash. Hard Cash Cash, cash Wheeler. Wheeler. That's, that's all, very all, good. It's difficult. That's high degree of difficulty. That is. Uh, Lieutenant Photo it feels says, like it's weighted high. Yeah, Isla Pawn Shop. <laughs> we're spooky by this watch it's been stolen um uh true infamous says uh the finger poker of doom that's very good in enr says stock market air raid crash <laughs> chris Pereira says big john seven card stud and enr says uh the lender oh. from, you know just from us our, our i've got one ready yeah John Casino. Okay, yeah. It's that bad. Mm -hmm. It's a lot harder when you're on this side of the screen. It is hard. It is hard. Um, okay. I guess I'll, 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 you know, I'll, okay. Well. Oh, we just got a really good one. Yeah. Dealer Yuta. Dealer Yuta is very, very good. That's really good. Yeah. That's yeah, really, that's really, good. really good. That's really, really good. Okay. Alpha Academy versus uh, the metaphor. Yes. Um, to me, the only thing notable, there's two things notable about here. One, the ending dictates we actually get another Chad Gable versus Noam Dar match. Hopefully Chad wins that because otherwise I don't want to see it. Yeah, otherwise he's a child. I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry, like... I saw it once. He lost. If we do it again, just to have him lose again, I I don't care how good the match is. It's just a, it's just another just a thing you put on TV. Just you're just filling up you're filling up time. If it's not actually progressing anybody's story, I I don't think I don't I don't care what it does. It might be a great match. I might love the match, but then I won't love the match because Noam Dar will will win by cheating, and that will make me hate the match. So I don't even want to see the match. But so I'll say this about it: Chad Gable should win. Mm-hmm. For a lot of reasons. If he loses, it needs to be the beginning of Alpha Academy breaking up, but it won't be. Yeah. Like if this is to get Chad Gable away from the silliness to make him serious so he can yep. go to throne Gunther, yep. I'm in on that. But I don't think that's what they're doing. Mm-mm. Um I will look forward to that in the ring. I just hope there's some sort of stipulation in place of nobody's allowed at ringside or 
right. nobody's allowed to interfere. Like, let it be an honest to God match. And then the other thing was, holy shit, Lash Legend's really strong. Well, yes, thank you for jumping the gun on the other thing was that um, all of the stuff between Otis and uh, Lash apparently led to her body slamming Otis. Yeah. That does not excuse all of the terrible stuff between Otis and Lash because it's still out of hand and I don't like it at all. Correct. However, Lash legend body slamming Otis is legitimately more impressive than Hogan body slamming Andre times a million. So, awesome. The thing is, <laughs> she got a huge baby face reaction and she is a heel. Yeah. Oh, and, <laughs> and she proved it like two minutes later with this summit thing. She's, yes. She's, so... It's a weird thing to do, you know what I mean? Because like, oh, wow, this might help get her over as a baby face. Except that's not at all what they're doing with this. this. So, and yeah. he's not into his behavior towards women, but they think that Otis is a face. So that was weird. It was a sight to see. I think it's really cool. I'm very partial to it as a gal, too. Like, that That was incredible. Um, and it was good to see her get a comeuppance on the baby face here. Right. Yes. Like, it did feel like, to your point, it doesn't excuse anything, but she, there was a payoff in that she she got her revenge in a way. Mm -hmm. um, but what a what a moment, what a sight to see, good for her. Um, but yeah, it just being booked in reverse was a very, very odd thing. Though I don't mind when stables are, are mixed. I like when there's heels and faces in the same stable. So if they want to make her a face, that's awesome. I just don't think that's what... I don't think that was on purpose. <laughs> no, that's that's not what Lash Legend is is good at. She talks trash. That's all she. That's what she. That's what her thing that's is. That's what she does the best. And she's incredibly, apparently, incredibly strong. So, yes, she good. is. But this also was a thing for me where it's like, all right, we're cooking. Oh, somebody of the other gender tagged in. Yeah. To stop everything. I just, I can't. It doesn't make any. Uh, yeah. It doesn't. Um, it's it's a very frustrating thing because. I get why they do it, right? You don't want to have intergender. Well, TV doesn't want right. intergender wrestling because it's it looks like domestic violence to right. casual right. crowds. Right. Um, so that that is annoying. But the the match was good. I, I think it is very funny that like, oh well, we can't have a a, a man, uh, you know, do a move to a woman. It might look like domestic violence. We can have a man like gyrate his hips at a woman who's obviously does not want that to happen. That doesn't look like that, sexual violence to us. No, well, and like also what happened right after this was there was a I saw a woman murder a man in a car four minutes right. later on yeah. the yeah. show that was on after NXT, whatever right. movie was on after NXT. Right. Yeah. I don't even yeah. know what it yeah. was. Yeah. So I'm always just like, just because it's wrestling doesn't make it that. But it's that's, also the, yeah, that's the me. I get it. Right. Uh, I have to recuse myself from talking about this women's segment um because if i do i will have an aneurysm and die um and also i don't feel like it is necessarily i i want uh, the woman on the podcast to talk about how she felt women were represented here in all of the um dialogue uh, to each other how their characters were presented on television and whether or not it was a good thing that if you have <clears throat> uh five women 
in sitting in a row on a wrestling television that the chance of it devolving into a male gaze cat fight is 100%. Um, um, this is where I get frustrated about when people, this whole episode was a great example of why are, <laughs> uh, there, there's been like an HBK booker of the year thing. And a lot of people point to the women's division and I, say there's a big difference between how you book women and how you present women versus how much screen time you give women. I will always applaud the show for how much screen time they give women. There's like oftentimes four or five segments, three matches a night, and that's awesome. And the women do have different personalities. They're cartoonish, but they're different personalities. And then you get bullshit like this that reduces women to being exactly the same thing in the eyes of every straight male that is out there. Uh, and this is, this is, um, this is the part where you're like, oh, right. Like 60 year old white men are, are writing the show because of course this is how this would break down. Alex, um, I, I, it's wildly frustrating in that nothing about it feels like anything that actually happens in life ever in the way that they talk to each other and the way that this broke out. Um, and it's very reductionist to have this unfold the way it did and it it undercuts all the other good work you do with screen time and giving people personalities and whatnot when you boil it down to they are to be quabbled over and with <laughs> like it's just it really 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 takes any sort of um progress that you've made out of it when you keep skewering it with bullshit like this which is about as nice as I can say any of that. It's just, I don't, I don't know. They were, I, I believe these women <coughs> have better within them than these characters. That's what I will just say. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um, so, of course, it ends up in a giant brawl. Well, of course. Beating each, being all beating each other up. And then during the brawl, um, was it here or later? It was later. Um, now, honestly, the brawl is the brawl. Um, I I want so desperately for Tiffany Stratton to win this, but I don't believe that she will. So I, I changed my pick to Blair Davenport, but I don't think she's going to do it now either. So, like, and maybe it is Tiffany Stratton because I genuinely cannot see one of the other three women winning this thing. Like, I just can't. Um, no, I've, I've got to assume it's Tiffany. I, I would have thought Blair going into it, but after, I don't know what this was. You, there's, like, two people that you're allowed to be, and then there's variations of those templates, right? And it's, yeah. like, dominant, badass, bad girl, and good right. girl who finds her edge. Yeah. So um yeah, I gotta be one of them. <laughs> Luis Luis is picking horse girl. And honestly, I think that um she's certainly talented enough, but I I'm sorry, I do not take her character seriously. Because they do not they have not given her enough singles victories to prepare her to be in a in a major position to win this once a year. This is their elimination chamber. Like 
I, I, I'm sorry, I'm old school enough to want people to win matches to deserve a shot to be in a match that guarantees you a title match. I, I, I just, I'm sorry. Like she doesn't win matches a, a lot, often enough, and and that's that's not her fault. She's not put in position to do such a thing. Plus, well, I there's also two schools of thought on that, and I'm more resi- in your Yeah, residually, I also hold it against her. She was part of that horrible double vest in the beach and horse porn storyline. Story I'm like <laughs> horse porn storyline. Yeah, there is. The, I mean, there is the belief that even even people who are um, I don't want to say like, because that makes it sound like I'm talking about her and not her character, but like some people have lucky days, right? Like that happens in every sport for real. Like there are upsets in sports all the time. Mm -hmm. So if you've earned your way into this, that justifies you being on the playing field and who knows what else can happen from there. But I'm more in your camp of, I don't need her to go on a seven match winning streak. I need her to win two matches so that I can buy her as believably on that playing field. So I'm more with, with you in that. But offering the alternative perspective of right. um, everybody has a lucky day. So there's there's kind of multiple ways of thinking about that. I, I'm of um, the belief that for you to have a lucky day, you have to have shown me something that leads me to believe you can have that lucky day, which isn't, again, it's not you need to be 10-0 and 0 in your last 10 matches. It needs to yeah. be, you know, 3 or 4 no, which may, she might be, actually. I don't, mm-hmm. even, I don't even remember. <laughs> the any given Sunday thing only works if everybody's on the schedule. And like, there's not like, if you look ahead and you say, oh, the, the defending champion from last season of wrestling in week 14 has to play, has to play this person who's lost their last seven matches, but they still got to play them. That's not how wrestling works. She's only in this match because they decided she had been good enough in matches she did not have to then have a qualifying match to be in the thing to begin with. That's that's a problem. If if wrestling was like this, I would totally agree with you. But it's just not. You can't. There's not an analog with, with football. It just can't be. Alex, are you forgetting that she has a lawyer? That's a horse, though. It's pretty big advantage. Mm-hmm. Just in life. You're right. I'd forgotten about the that. So. You're welcome. Um, there was a QR code on the podium. <clears throat> um, it was ostensibly a link to buy tickets, but there's also a little thing you could push play, and it says "See you at deadline" in a voice that is unmistakably Cora Jade's. Hey, cool! We spoiled that for everybody. That's wonderful. Well, now you just spoiled it for me because I got to be honest, I've never used a QR code in my life for reasons outside of a restaurant menu for the annoying places that still don't have them for paper yep. or to Venmo someone. Yep. Um, but good that she's kind of, so is she going to come back and cost Roxanne? No, 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 no. She's not even in the thing. She's not. No. She gonna, she's going to come back and cost. No, Tiffany's a heel. What's she going to do? Fallon? I don't know. Who's she feuding with? Kalani? Kalani, Kalani, Kalani would maybe. make sense because she's like a, a very positive baby face, like I a mean, very bubbly, Roxanne, happy go Roxanne's baby. Roxanne's doing a a, a, a cage match. <clears throat> maybe maybe she somehow gets into the cage and sure they Roxanne would never book anything match. that stupid. 
Maybe no, no. Cora is crossing Roxanne the cage match. We're getting, <laughs> we're getting more Cora versus Roxanne. We're yep. getting more of that, so that'll be good. Um, hey, you know what was awesome? What was so cool about this episode, Kate? They had this really cool backstage scene. It was shot like a movie with like the camera looking at, at Nathan Frazier in the mirror, and you could see Axiom behind him. Somehow that doesn't work anymore because I don't know what they did with his mask, but you could totally understand every word that he says. This was a really well-written, really well-acted scene that set up a match. It was from last week where Nathan Frazier talked too much, got his ass kicked by um, by uh, by uh, Ilya Dragunov. And Axiom was like, hey, man, you got beat up so bad you got a giant uh, shiner. Maybe you want one of my masks to cover that up. Oh, ha, ha. Maybe you could have told me he was standing there before I was talking. Well, listen, man, you said bad things about the guy's family. Maybe you got what he deserved. Well, if someone's looking for a fight, I guess that might be you. You sh We should fight. We should beat the hell out of each other. And of course, you know, shake hands afterwards. Yes. It's like, don't worry. I'm going to give you a lot worse than I got. And then Axiom looks in the mirror through his mask and says, what? And mess up the moneymaker? Great scene. I was like, oh, cool. And I get to see Nathan Fraser versus Axiom. This is going to be great. I can't wait. Let me settle in for this sure to be 10 to 12 minute sprint. That's going to be the best thing on this episode by a landslide. And 30 seconds into it, the brawl from the previous segment came down through the ramp and called off the one good damn match on the friggin' show. How dare they? I feel like for Cole, this. Call for everyone. Well, I was going to say, I feel like we should have stopped at the first segment so you could have had a, a sweet patch, kid. But then you just kept going. And so then it turned into the the cold. But they'll run it back. We'll run that back. It was a really dumb thing to do. It reeked of, we don't know how to pace our show and we had to cut this for time. It will run it back after deadline. Um, or that'll be a pre-show match because sometimes they do shows in the pre-show now. Uh, this was dumb. The, it it's gonna be awesome when it happens for real. I also liked the scene very much. Um, the only thing I didn't like was like we know the significance of lucha masks, and you don't go just hand them out to anybody. So that was my my only quibble with it. But uh, we've seen that match once before, and it ruled yeah. then. Yeah. When back when we had Bob's your uncle version of Nathan Fraser, this should be really fun. And, uh, yeah. Um, uh, so we are getting that match again. It's on the, it's on the deadline pre-show. Oh, it is. Cur oh, I didn't see it get enough. That's good. Curse you, NXT, for making me watch the deadline pre-show. <laughs> like, that is like one of like four possible matches you could have added to that show that would have made me turn on my TV you a half hour me. earlier. You I'll, got me, you bastards. Uh, here's what I'm going to be doing. Here's literally what I'm going to be doing. I'm sitting at my desk, and I will have uh, the SGS, this uh, Fightful, the SGS uh, Discord open. And everybody who's in there will tell me when the match starts because I am not watching one second of people standing around talking to each other about about the, the thing. I'm not watching okay, them. Okay, but what if I told you one of those people was Booker T? No, well, no, won't do it. No. I said to you... Over over the DMs, ROH is usually the past few weeks have been actually like very good. Before that, it was usually nonsensical, but the the match rate was so high it was a somewhat watchable show. And then when you put Ian Riccoboni and Caprice Coleman behind things, 
it becomes full on watchable because they're way better than that booking has deserved. Watching NXT, I'm like, this is barely a watchable show. And then hearing Booker T, I'm like, I want to throw my computer out a window because it's like catchphrase, 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 something that indicates they don't watch, that he doesn't watch the product or care. Um, it just, it drives me absolutely bonkers. His commentary for the breakout tournament, I was like, you did not even Google a single one of these guys. He was like, wow, what a crop of fellas. <laughs> like, it was so... Um, oh, Obafemi, that guy seems large. Like, it just is bad. It's bad, it's bad. It's so bad. during this giant brawl, Blair Davenport escapes and is staying at the bottom of the ramp, and Nikita Lyons' music hits. Nikita Lyons comes in and kicks her head off. Now, because we are psychotic, and will we get paid to be psychotic, no one should watch every episode of NXT, or any episodes of NXT, if they're not being paid for it. Um, But we know that it was revealed months ago that Blair Davenport was actually the person who, in kayfabe, took out Nikita Lyons in the parking lot a year ago. Um, and so Nikita Lyons coming back makes a big deal because, you know, okay, well, they're starting this whole thing now. But also, her coming back now. Here, like, honestly, like, Nikita Lyons is coming back. Cool. Do you know how, I'm trying to figure out how, how, I could, how I could describe how much better this would be. Blair Davenport wins the Iron Survivor Challenge. Because she probably should. If you're not going to do Tiffany, which I don't think they are, they would want to. Again, whatever. Blair Davenport getting getting that would be good. Honestly, I don't know what Lyra Valkyrie is like. Like what what they're doing with this whole thing. The character doesn't seem like I'm this kind of a champion. They haven't really done anything with her yet. No. They could have. They didn't. Blair Davenport winning it in a shocker, and then Nikita Lyons comes back. To take out the woman who just became the champion, and now she gets to be the champion. Like, that would actually have emotional resonance. But now, taking out Blair Davenport before the match leads us to all know Blair Davenport's not winning this thing because she's got to immediately go into a feud with, with Nikita Lyons. So, like, you've, you've just, if you had just waited until after A, Blair Davenport wins the title, or B, Blair Davenport loses the Iron Survivor Challenge... Now, at least there's some possibility Blair Davenport might win it going in this, but you've already taken one person directly out of contention in that match. We know Blair's not winning it now. We do know Blair's not winning it, which sucks because she probably would have been a favorited, like, mentally. Um, Or maybe maybe she wins it and then her and Nikita just have some sort of stare down. Like, they do a lot of stuff that makes no sense. Um, I think Nikita and and Hollywood J should have a tag team called Blind Eye because they are so cringy and mm. um, like mm-hmm. stereotypical mm. with things they should not be stereotypical about and have no right to be. Mm. Uh, just let that happen. Um, but she was one of the the better standouts in ring wise. I felt like Nikita was. Hopefully, she comes back as strong as she was, I guess, but I feel like the division has gotten a lot better since she went out. So we'll, we'll see. Um, But it, it at least makes sense for her to come back into this storyline because Blair was the one that, that put her out. Like she, she should be coming back from Blair. It's just to your point, the timing is very weird. Also, 
People like Nikita Lyons for some reason. Um, why would you not have her come back at the pay-per-view as like a return thing? Uh, I don't know. Don't know. Um, <clears throat> all right. We got Andre Chase in the in a student assembly talking to his masked students, all 17 of them. Um, maybe the reason you're going under is because you you have 17 students. Yeah. Um, so this is an assembly with says, everybody that attends. Yes, he said that um, they're, he said, uh, I am the one who got us in debt. I, I used, went through all my personal funds and then uh, started going through um, public funds that have been given to the university. Um, um, anybody who enrolled after the malfeasance began won't be getting student aid from now on or something, which, yeah, I, guess, which I guess involves Thea Hale. It was like, of course, of course. Um, and uh, But he owes hundreds of thousands of dollars to the wrong people. Better be. It's very funny because the, the there's actually a guy who's associated with Chase U who has a history on screen of being a gambler, and that guy is not at all at fault. At at any point, you could have shown that you were planning this in any way by having Andre Chase show one part of anything that would lead us to believe that this is who this guy is. But they didn't plan it. It's just a thing that they decided to do. They decided to do it because it was in the news with the Michigan scandal. And then they later figured out what the reason for the scandal was. You'll never be able to convince me differently of that. And it's this. And so, fine. But then, hey, let's figure out what what are ideas to like help raise money for the university so we can get out of uh, academic probation. Everybody can get their student aid back. And they're like, how, let's have a bake sale or a car wash. And um, uh, J.C. Jane has an idea, but he won't call on her. I don't know if that's supposed to be like, we're supposed to wonder what her idea was and eventually they'll do it. Or if it'll be, it's like a comedy thing because of course her idea is like a striptease show or some, I don't know what her thing is supposed to be. But eventually a guy stands up and I go, where do I know that guy from? I saw him on this episode. Where is this guy from? And of course it's Riley Osborne from the breakout tournament. Yes, it is. And I was like, he says, my name's Riley Osborne. And I was like, that's a very generically sounding white guy name. I will remember that because of how generic it is. And then later on, he, later on, he stands up. And and I'm like, that's Riley Osborne. I've never seen Riley Osborne. Why is he wearing a Chase U shirt? He's never been in a Chase U segment. He's a Chase U student who's also in the was breakout he in tournament. the student section? I don't remember. I don't remember. He's never been a, a guy who stood up and said anything while wearing a Chase U suit. S suit. Shirt. I have no idea how they've just decided, okay, he's in the breakout tournament. Also, he's a guy. Now you know he's a guy who's in Chase, Chase U. U. And as he's talking about this idea for what he will, he has an idea for what they could do to save the university. We see Thea Hale looking up at him and like I'm in love with you, music. Yeah, I'm in love with you. Music starts playing, and like JC has to like wave a hand in front of her face, 
So we're getting we're getting on top of this. Andre Chase borrowed money from the mom to cover gambling debts that in no way does it make sense for him to ever have had. And now the the students, I guess, are going to try and get him out of debt. On top of that, we're running a Thea Hale love angle. And yeah. people wonder why I hate Chase you so much. I mean, it's, it's college-y dumb. Uh, I think there's two possibilities. One, I really hope they owe money to the D'Angelo family so much. Two, it's very silly that it wasn't Duke Hudson who has had a poker past being the one to take the fall. And three, I hope he, I hope he spends all of his his money going like triple or nothing on the breakout tournament, and then he puts all his money on Riley Osborne, and then Riley Osborne <laughs> loses to Obafemi in two minutes, and um, he gets arrested and taken take it away, mm-hmm. and then. Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey kick in the police car door. It is funny because, like, literally you can place bets on anything right now legally. The idea of gambling being a thing you got to do through a bookie is so – like, there are 75 apps you can download on your phone right now that will let you place bets on on the basketball game that is currently going on. Yeah, but wrestling you actually can't, right? Wrestling there's limits. Well – isn't, isn't like AEW sponsored by like DraftKings or something? They both are like, for the crossover audiences and the hope it's going to turn legal. But because it's scripted, I think people are like, like there's all these legal questions around it. I mean, people, they, they literally advertise a betting service on every episode of AEW television. Yeah. Um, DraftKings uh, sponsored WWE as well. Yeah. Um, uh, hold on. Where, where's the, somebody had a great idea. This is, the, this is exactly what they're going to do. No, not there. Oh, no. We'll talk about that in a second. Chase and Duke win the Dusty Cup and sell the cup. Or something. But they're going to win the Dusty, Dusty Cup and they're like um, the place back on themselves to win. That's what they'll do. How, do the, how Pete Rose. They'll do, the, do a baby. Is Alex scrambling for everybody else or just me? I have the one bar on my, on my Wi-Fi. I don't know why everything's fine. Come, come back, come back, Wi-Fi. I can hear you. I can't see you. I think, uh, I think we broke the sour continuum, and it's just. I think it's possible. But listen, if you can hear me, then hear this. Just like Sylvester Stallone placing a bet on himself to win the arm wrestling tournament at oh, in over the over top. Over the top. They will place a bet on themselves to win the Dusky Cup, and then they will do it. And that is how they will pay off the debt. But it has to be to Tony D'Angelo. And like they have to owe the third party that they were referring right. to yeah. has to be right. the D'Angelo right. family. Right. Which is funny since they're like the champs that they're trying to get a match against. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's, my, my, I don't know what, what's wrong with the internet. What's wrong with my internet? My internet's fine. There's so many things wrong with the internet, Alex. Let me tell you about my Twitter. Oh, wait. Sometimes if you just... You have to remove yourself from the screen to then come back on the screen. Okay, fine. I know a thing or two about having bad internet, people. Okay? I know a thing or two about having bad internet. 
I'm going to make myself Alex for a second, frame-wise. Can I do that? Hello, I'm Alex Pulowski, wrestling writer. And I'm here to tell you all about Chase University. Oh! Still bad. Still bad. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? That's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. Oh, no, you're better. There you go. You're a little pixely, but not as bad as you were. Oh, if I pay enough money for internet, this should... <clears throat> anyway. A good thing happened, but it doesn't matter. That's the best we can hope for on this show. <laughs> um, Wait, can we answer the super chat about yeah, yes. our most iconic episodes? I'll let the, the people tell you. Yeah. Um in in the chat, tell this person what the what this is. If you have Fightful Select, I would say our WrestleMania review from two years ago. Well, I mean, like that, we were at, we were very angry and serious. What are what are some of the funnier ones? I don't, there's some there are some really good funny ones. Whatever one the Migos was a part of that gave yeah, birth good. to two original yeah. characters on here. Yeah. Um, the, the episode the, the the one ever WWP WWPLE of day one. Yes. was uh, what had us being very angry. About Brock Lesnar ruining everything by pinning Big E. Spoiler alert. Um, and then also that was the birth of our favorite character ever, Linda. Which also led to a Galentine's Day episode. Mm -hmm. Yes. The chat Our is Lord. saying um, Mansoor. Mansoor was really great. Yeah. Anxiety Roxanne. <laughs> yeah, anxiety Roxanne. Yeah. We're I, we're real weird. I I don't. I wish I could remember. Mansoor showing up is a is the top one though. A lot of. Oh, Duck Hudson, where all the puns started. Yeah. Any of yeah, the scripts that's... ones? We've got some classics rolling in. Yeah, it's so hard. Like I don't know. It's so hard to to go back and. I don't know. It's been a lot. Anyway, so um, there was a, oh my goodness, there was some footage. There was some footage. Wait, what was, what was the good thing that doesn't matter? We'll talk about it in a second. Um, there was some footage of Carmelo Hayes. <gasps> there was. Talking to Trick Williams, security footage. Trick Williams left the, the room and Carmelo stood up and grabbed his phone and scrolled and then left about 10 seconds after Trick Williams did. Proof positive that he was the one who attacked Trick Williams, or at least texted Lexus King to attack Trick Williams. It shows nothing of the kind, and yet it is absolutely the smoking gun for Trick Williams. Yes. If you are going to do something, like the, the footage we saw last week of Trick walking through a door and Lexus King like being around a corner watching him and then running up looking through the door and then running through the door again that is so much more uh incriminating than anything that we saw in this footage tonight no i sent a text message is not that incriminating unless you saw what the text message said right right you could have been texting said, anybody hey uh attack him yeah um anyway so so trick is like come clean tell me what happened it's like no i'm like 
you were in cahoots with you didn't say cahoots you were you were you were in with you were in with um from the beginning weren't you no i would never work with that guy anyway lexus king also had a, like he, he did a little selfie video about how like i'm not gonna attack you i would never do such a thing i would never come down and and do your match like no come down and cost him the match it's better than than what you you know, than just having him lose. Is that what he said? Because what was going on with his facial hair? Well, he remember it used to be straight across under yeah. the chin, and now he's like, "I'm gonna shave two testicles into it. It'll be much yeah. better that way." Joel was like, "Why does he have balls in his beard now?" And I was like, "That's a good question, Joel Gacy." Mm -hmm. um, it would seem the cool factor that was created with the vignettes has not sustained itself no. for Lexus King, in my opinion. Mm, no, he kind of. It's hard not to come across as dorky in NXT because the presentation is so wackadoo. Right. But like this is not uh it's it's just all so elementary school mm -hmm. and so obvious what they're they're going towards that drawing it out. There's mm -hmm. I'm not like, aha, what a twist. I'm like, yeah, right. no, I knew this four weeks ago or whatever. Right. Um, so the good thing that happened that didn't matter is Tyler Bate won the last chance qualifier. Oh yeah, and it was a good match. It was a really good match. <laughs> yep, uh, he beat uh, Eddie Thorpe, Carmelo Hayes, Joe Coffey. Um, I too meditated today, Tyler Bate, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which means I can win the last chance qualifier. So Tyler Bate hit the um, Tyler Driver 97 or whatever it is, Tyler Driver 98 on um, Joe Coffey. Um, who, who did what, Alex? Yeah, well, no, he he had his he had his bang slicked back in an earlier video that they had with him them talking to Tank and Tank. Yes, Gallus is going to now feud with Hank and Tank, I guess, after Deadline. Whatever. Joe Coffey fears my bangs. Joe Coffey slicked his slicked his hair back for that, and, and you and Luis were were apoplectic in the group chat about how he cut his bangs. And I was well, like, no, Luis he just slicked them back. Mostly, Luis mostly was, but I I figured he just he caved because he knows who the bangs that make the buck are. That's yeah. me. Okay. Yeah. But I miss this Joe coffee. Yeah. Um, so, I don't want Kemp's Joe coffee. I want unkempt yeah. Joe coffee. Right. Well, he was, so, he was so unkempt. He, he unkempt uh, Eddie Thorpe all over the ring steps. He did. <clears throat> so that took him out of there. Um, and uh, I forget exactly what happened to, to Carmelo that he wasn't who he got punched off the top rope. He jumped up the top rope and, and, um, and uh, Tyler Bate punched him and then he hit the Tyler driver. So Carmelo Hayes was unconscious and couldn't stop the pin. So that's what happened. And then Tyler Bate cut a promo afterwards. Um, and then uh, all the guys, they didn't have, they didn't get a summit. They didn't get a summit to sit there next to each other and then start fighting. So they had to like, just do the brawl while walking. So everybody comes out and yells at each other, and it's all pretty dumb. And uh, Josh Briggs is like, "Keep overlooking me. We will." Thank you for thank thank you, uh, Double Vest, for at least wearing a single vest tonight. Yes, I know. I know it's I know it's winter time, so you had the full sleeves. I'm looking forward to you getting back to summertime, so you can therefore um, cut off cut off the sleeves and make it a double vest. Correct. But instead, 
Trick Williams uh, stepped into the ring and immediately punched Dijak, and there was a brawl. Oh, look at all these security guards they all got here. Huge brawl, 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 brawly brawl. And backstage, Carmelo Hayes says to Ava Rain, Hey, I'm done with this guy. I know you can get things done around here. Can you get me this match? And Ava Rain says, I'll see what I can do. And I'm sorry, you just don't get, you don't just get to make her character this on a whim out of the blue. You got to do the work. I don't know. He's got to make it's a, make a pronouncement. Work. It's not even that much work. It's just a couple of lines of dialogue. Uh, match was really good. Tyler Bate is so incredible because he's so explosive in his offense and he's not the biggest dude in the world, but he is in fact a big, strong boy. So when he is in multi-man matches like this and he puts together some synchronous explosive sequences of stuff, it just looks really, really good. I love the Tyler driver. Um, He's just great. I was glad to see him win it. I'm half glad about that because I really want British Strong Style to unite on the main roster because there's a, a Pete Dunn invitation kind of open in that storyline. doesn't mean it can't still happen, uh, but him being in this kind of feels like usually when you like go out on your back to move up, it's not in a multi-man right. match. But well, um, he's he's so great. And this work rate-wise, this match was a lot of fun. Um, it's, it is funny that there's... One of the NXT guys, I guess they don't have a match this Friday. <laughs> Somebody from NXT is going to be in this U.S. title tournament on yes. SmackDown. Um, we both think it's going to be Tyler Bate. Hope it's going to be Tyler Bates because then he can move up after he gets introduced in the tournament. Um, and then he moves up and ends up teaming with Pete Dunne. We both want that. Axiom is also a possibility. He's already had a great match on SmackDown. Yes. But both of these guys are involved in something happening at in deadline right now. Um, so it's kind of interesting that they're they're going to be going from whatever they're doing in the PLE directly into that, if that's the case. I hope Tyler Bate, I, now I've changed my thing, of all the guys in this match, I hope it's Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate winning yeah. this and then getting a match versus Dragunov and then going up, going up. is do that. Um, because the winner is obviously going to be Trick Williams. And like, I, I think I've seen about enough Trick Williams and Dragunov matches. I, I, I think that Trick is rapidly improving and so much better than he used to be. But I've seen enough of him versus Dragunov. Dragunov is one of the very best in the world. If you told me he was in your top three in the world, I would have no argument against you. Trick is nowhere near that yet. He may very well in the future get to be that. But I've watched Dragunov drag Trick Williams, who is doing his absolute best in the match, not sucking in it, but doing really well. But but Dragunov pulling, to like, pulling yeah. him pulling him into the best match Trick Williams has ever had. I've watched them do that twice already. I don't need to see it again. I'd rather see Dragunov versus somebody else. But that's my own. Well, and I also don't like, I had this problem with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn on the main roster of the champion shouldn't be subservient to a different story. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like no, no, right. he's he's been so caught up in the Trick Carmelo story for so much of his title reign. I just want him to move on and have his own title reign where he's in control of things. Now we're gonna talk about this Baron Corbin thing in a second, which I think is good and bad. Uh, but I 
I feel like give me that Ilya Dragunov versus Tyler Bate quality match story, whatever. Um, and I also just like the idea of Tyler Bate being the iron survivor that it's not like I'm the biggest dude in the world, but that's a strong son of a bitch. Like is a, is a fun story to tell. And he could be someone that's in the match very early, never gets into the penalty box or any of that. Like he's yeah. just work rate guy. Um, yeah. And I, I think that could be really fun. And, and Tyler Bate versus Ilya Dragunov is that's an, that's an all timer. That's a, that's yeah. going to be one of the best matches in NXT. If they give yeah. it the ability to do that. So yeah. that would be nice. <clears throat> so um, trick is also now he takes some time after the first brawl. I say first brawl because there's multiple brawls. Spoiler alert. He comes to talk to, talk to, um, Carmelo and Carmelo's like, no, I'm not done with that guy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat him at deadline. I'm gonna face Lexus King at deadline. Like, what you are? And so then we get Dragonov and Baron Corbin, and they're sitting at a table to have their little contract signing, although it's not a contract signing. And there's nobody there to moderate it. So they just talk to each other. And um Corbin drops something about like you running out on your on your uh, son so you can come here is too similar to what your dad did to you or whatever. And Dragunov like takes off all of his clothes <laughs> in protest. He disrobes halfway in protest. Um, but Corbin was doing some really good stuff about how like I'm trying to get this out of you because I know that I can rattle you, um, and it doesn't matter. Like I'm not I'm not scared of you. And his big thing is like he should have said, "Listen, you're a tough dude, but I'm twice your size." And you can do a lot of stuff to me, but I'm not going to feel most of it. So I'm going, to, you can do whatever you want, but I'm, you're going to make a mistake. And when you do, I'm going to put you down. <clears throat> um, and uh, so, yeah, just bring it, bring it. Let's, let's see what this is. And it's like, prove it. Pro like, do it for your son. Attack me from behind while I'm not looking. Oh, wait, you can't do that because you're a coward. And then Ilya Dragunov, who's losing his mind, who's pulling his hair out, is going crazy. Runs up and hugs him. Just and hugs he, him. what does he say, Alex? Well, he, you know, it's not not what he says; it's how he says it. Because he's hu hugging him, and Baron Corbin feels like he has to put the microphone up here to be <laughs> in the guy's face while he's saying it, which you would never do in this situation. And they literally put a camera right there, which I know has a microphone on it. So just him doing like, "Hey, what were you going to say to me?" This hug we're doing. Here, speaking of the microphone, ruined the whole thing for me because little tiny things will ruin things for me. That's my sickness. But he does say the only the only one who can destroy the dragon dragon himself, which is a really cool saying. But the fact that that him saying that into Baron Corbin's microphone, the Baron Corbin is holding right here for him to say it into, then makes Baron Corbin's face go white as a sheet. I was like, you asked him to like do this, and he's done it. Like, like, I don't understand why that made me scared, but whatever. Um, Ice Cold Ilya Dragunov just rules. Like, nobody can beat the dragon, but the dragon himself mm -hmm. um, is delicious. I really think this, once we got past weird basketball shorts era of Barry Corbin's return, this has been really rejuvenating. It's, it's yep. he's He's been great. I feel like he's at his best in in matches. I mean, Ilya is a different kind of beast, but like with guys that can move really fast, like mm -hmm. Ilya can. Normally, it's not guys that are so hard hitting. 
But I think Baron Corbin does his best work when he's like, I'm big and I'm going to stop your pacing is some of the best work that Baron Corbin does. Um, Ilya will be a different animal because he has the speed, but he also has this unmatched intensity, which I'm looking forward to. The only thing, and it's it's kind of, it, I want to say it's small, but it's it's kind of the crux of the whole thing is I don't think for a second you look at Ilya Dragunov and you go, <laughs> I want to get under that guy's skin. I'm going to no, talk about that guy's family. Um, I don't think Ilya Dragunov comes across as someone that you would want to rattle as much as someone that you would maybe try and get in a mental chess game with of some sort. Maybe. So that's my only thing is like, and I think Baron Corbin's done really good work in telling this story. It's just this one piece of the story I don't buy into, but it's kind of the linchpin of the whole thing. So that's a little tough um, because Ilya is just so intimidating and such a badass that I'm like, you don't want to get under that guy's skin. That is not the bear that you want to poke, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I uh, I don't know. I look forward to the match because I think it's going to be better than most people are going to give it credit for because I think Baron Corbin is underrated in what he can do in the ring. It'll it'll be very good, and there's zero chance Ilya Dragunov loses. And no. it's, a, it's going to be a very good Baron Corbin match. Yes. But I'm okay with that. Like, I prefer Seeds of Doubt. But, like, after all the Car- Carmelo stuff, like, sometimes you need an obvious defense. Usually that's not a pay-per-view. Like, usually that's, like, a TV title defense where it's kind of obvious. Yeah. Um, but it'll. I think it'll be really, really good. Yeah. And I, I, I actually look forward to it, which is refreshing because I don't look forward to it a lot. On <laughs> Though the pay-per-views, um, the work rate is always very good. After this... They're doing a dramatic face-to-face, and then the brawl happens again. Brawl, they brawly brawl. Brawl, 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 brawl. The second brawl. Trick Williams took time out of him talking to Carmelo Hayes while recuperating from the first brawl to rejoin the second brawl, so they could brawl, 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 and he brawl, brawl to brawl, brawl. Did you ever see the like historical <laughs> South Parks when they do rubble, 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 rubble? It does feel like that. It does feel a lot like that. Um, it was too much brawling tonight. It was mm-hmm. unnecessary. Not it was almost the like they were like, "Does AEW always go home on some?" You can never have, and you can never have too many brawls, according to Mr. Showtime. What's better than one brawl, two brawls? HBK, HBK said that. I'm sure. Listen, um, two brawls is what uh, Alexis King had shaved into his beard today. Oh, ooh, that's good. Tim Winninger Jr. says. I cannot wait for Saturday. It will be my kids' first PLE, my first in 20 years. The card is looking real good. I think there'll be a lot of good matches on it. Somehow the Iron Survivors matches last year um, worked. worked really well. Um, uh, and so we'll we'll see. Uh, hopefully they work again this year because I thought it was a an absolute magic trick that somehow uh, Shawn Michaels did not screw up the booking of the most complicated match I've ever heard of. So we'll, Agreed. We'll and as much as we come on here for an hour and 45 minutes and trash what was a terrible episode of the show, going to live PLE with a kid, rules. Yeah. that's yeah. going to be so much fun. You're going to have yeah. a blast. Your yeah. kid's going to have a blast. Like It's, it's going to be so, so much fun. So have an amazing time at it. The matches are going to be awesome. That's never the issue with NXT for the most part is like the matches mm-hmm. are always really good. Yeah. Uh, Truthfulness says WWE's next, next PLE will feature gambling. Extreme roulette. I'll take it. 
I'll take extreme roulette. There we go. Um, Lieutenant Photo says, betting on a horse to win the Kentucky Darby Allen. <laughs> Ian says, Penta El Cerro Banco. Very good. Very good. All right. We have a lot of them. Holy shit. Casino Cascinoli. <laughs> uh, Ian Rigamani says, Cody's antagonist, the commod commodity. That's very good. Lieutenant Photo says, Tyler Fix Bait Mortgage. <laughs> Ricardo the Snowman says, DraftKings of the Ring. Greg Cherry Brand says, 401 Kate. Sour Craps. Three Card Monty Brown. <laughs> Matt Gray Sky says, Ricky the Dragon Riverboat Gambler. Hmm? Ricardo the Snowman says, Round Robin Renegade. <laughs> That's very and, good. And Pieces says, Veda Slot. Very nice. Very nice. Lieutenant Photo's wife comes in at the end and may have won the whole thing. The Nation of Debt Consolidation. That's really good. That's really good. Alex, you missed some of our introductory chats. You missed my dad. Well, they came in late then. I'm sorry. I did not scroll all the way back up to the top. Luis, if we get introductory chats, please bring them down to where I'm left off while talking about the whole thing. Because I did not, I don't scroll all the way back up there because right underneath that is the jukebox. So, sorry. Alex, sorry. I hate to put this on you, sorry. but if there are missing introductory chats at the beginning of the show, you should assume that at some point you have to scroll back up because that is not our routine. We have a routine here. We follow it religiously. Listen to you. I'm not going to take this for an answer. Um, Paul Elizabeth says, season screens to Team Kalex, our Spurlock Louise, the Council, the Sister, the Service, the Outdoor Mobile, and Rachel Pringle. I don't know why he's Alex is all breaky uppy again. My dad said, season's greetings to Team Kalex, our Supermod Louise, the Council, the Sisters, the Normus, the Alpha Male Bill, the Prince of Princes, JW Pringle. And then we got babies. The new to fightful one. Um, Orion Ben said, Hiya, SGS Society. Alex Prime, Kate Accountant, and Lucha Luis. Sorry for my tardiness. Had to watch some football to cleanse my mind from tonight. My thanks to y'all. Well, thank you, Orion Ben. This was one that you had to cleanse your mind from if you watched the episode, too. So hopefully you're good on that. And Bizarro Big L says, I follow the Alex method for Saudi shows. I come in, uh, stands, and uh, for the puns, we appreciate that very much. The thing that Alex is looking for is money plane. You can make any bet on the money plane. You could bet on NXT doing whack ball things and win every time. Look, that seems like a good way to get out of all the get rich quick schemes in the world. That certainly seems like one of the most reliable ones ever. Are you with us, Scripps? Scripts? Why would I be? Why would a script be with you? Well, because you're you're very like choppy, breaky, uppy, and uh, your hmm. voice kind of sounded funny. Nothing <laughs> about that. Sorry. You might have to kill your camera, which saddens me because you're so jolly. Mm. It was good a minute ago. Yeah, it was. Bizarro Big L says, I bring you bizarro news to brighten your day. Off topic, but Ben Mankiewicz is Joe introducing Tony Storms for her match tomorrow. 
RJ City will swoon. Alex, it's time we can do the airing of grievances early. And congrats to SRS for 33 stars from WrestleTalk. <laughs> Did they really give up 33 stars? Because that rules. I don't know. We like the WrestleTalk bruvs, mates. Jesse Ozog says the house of the rising black sun. True Infamous says Johnny Depp. Wait, I don't get that one. There's so many Johnny, Johnny Depp? I don't know. Um, that's not wrestling. Um, Tama Valley. Uh, wait, hold on. Okay. Linda si sings Julia Hart's theme. <laughs> okay, you might have to come back for this one. I mean, I'm, I'm, I might. All right, well, I'll try. Hold on. So, just like a black hole of Linda. <laughs> Hello, I'm here, but you can't see me. Is that all right? Okay, here we go. Born from pain inside my veins, bred for war, begging for more. None shall mourn, I am reborn. Live in sin, the house always wins. My heart grows harder. Darker and darker, I see the truth. My blood flows black with you. It's a lot more ominous when it's coming from the vocalist, which is actually doing it. <laughs> You're just not an ominous gal, Linda. No. Um, Ricardo the Snowman wants Darby to do Gasoline by Audio Slave. Um, okay, let's see here. House is haunted. I just want to go for a ride out and on before I set this room alight. Left alone forever and for crimes unclear with my patience gone. Someone take me far from here, Malachi Black. Yeah, burning that gasoline. Yeah, burning that glassoline. Brody King. Thank you. Gasoline um, partner. Hold on. Uh, dark, uh, um, uh, Dusty Rhodes sings Billy Jean. From Kaza86. Okay, you have to turn your camera back on. We have to at least try. Um, I need to see the Dusty. You need to see Dusty? All right. I do. It's just, it's just better that way. Okay, okay, here we go. All right. <clears throat> she was more like a beauty queen from a movie scene. I said, don't mind, but will you do you mean I'm the one who will dance on the floor in the round? She said, I'm the one who will dance on the floor in the round. She told me her name was Billie Jean, and she called the scene that it. Then every her every head turned with eyes that dreamed of being the one who will dance on the floor in the round. People always told me, "Be careful what you do. Don't go around breaking young girls' hearts." He he. And mother always told me, "Be careful who you love. Be careful what you do, because the lie becomes the truth." Oh, that's hard time. Billie Jean's that not my lover. Um, okay. Uh, Darby hey, sings, all I want for, uh, all I want for Christmas is you. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Put it over here. I love when I get nights mm. off. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There's just one thing I need. I don't care about the presents underneath the Christmas tree. I just want you for my own more than you could ever know. Make my wish come true. All I want for Christmas is you. Malachi Black. 
I don't want a lot for Christmas. There's just one thing I need. I don't care about the presents underneath the Christmas tree. I don't need to hang my stocking there upon the fireplace. Stinger claws won't make me happy with a joy on Christmas Day. I just want you for my own more than you could ever know. Make my wish come true. All I want for Christmas is you, Brody King. Mariah could never. No, couldn't. Could never do it. Um, uh, um, axiom sings Kaze Ninare. The old Axiom, who what, where's a, um, where's the um, where's the mask that you can't talk through? Correct. Where's it? Come over here. Thank you very much. Oh, here we go. Okay. <clears throat> Tell me why people think to me. For my dream is no one starts with me. Lonely men, only stars are looking at me. I can't you to be sure of myself. Why can I make my dream? Only for a chasing come true. If nobody knows it, I cannot down on my will. Oh, in the storm, a rashy name, Mukate, into the storm. Like a bird about to flutter its wings in the night. It was beautiful, and I don't know if we've ever gotten a, a, a holiday axiom before. I don't know either. Okay. <clears throat> Tom LaValle wants um, just many different voices to sing <laughs> Scrooge from Muppets Christmas Carol. Okay. Let's see if I can do this. <clears throat> when a cold wind blows, it chills you. Chills you to the bone. But there's nothing in your in nature that freezes your heart like layers of being alone. It paints you with indifference, it does, like a lady paints with rouge. And the worst of the worst, the most hated in curse, is the one that we call Scrooge. Unkind as any, and the wrath of many, this is the Beneza Scrooge. He Beneza. Oh, there goes Mr. Humbug. There goes Mr. Grimm. If they gave a prize for being mean, the winner would be him. Oh, Scrooge, he loves his money because he thinks it gives him power. If he became a flavor, you can bet he would be sour. Yuck. Well, well hey. let's not say yuck to sourness. There goes Mr. Skinflint. There goes Mr. Greed, the undisputed master of the underhanded Indeed. He charges the folks for a fortune for his dark and draft houses. As the poor folk live in a misery, it's even worse for a mouse. <laughs> this is that's as far as I'm willing to go. Do you imagine she is Rizzo? It's just like a... mm -hmm. All right, uh, last one. Orion uh... Van wants Ricky Rainbet, not Ricky Rainbow, Ricky Rainbet, aha, the pun, to do I'll Stay Away by Allison Chains. Hell yeah, grunt request. Here we go. Hello, it's me, it's Ricky Rainbow. It's Saint Hi, Ricky. Ricky. How are it's you? old Saint Rick. Hello, it's me, it's old Saint Rick. Here we go. Um, Happy holidays. Saint I like your, your hair hat. Saint Rickulous soon will be here. It's me, it's from here. Uh, yeah, hey, I want to travel south this year. Oh, whoa, oh, oh, won't prevent safe passage here. Why you act crazy? Not an act, maybe. So close, a lady. Shifty eyes, shady. Yeah, hey, 
Yeah, tis that soak a careless heart. Why you act frightened? I am enlightened. Your weakness builds me, so someday you'll see I stay away. And I'm going away. We're all leaving here in about 45 seconds. <laughs> so that was it. Thank you. Lieutenant Photo sent a sour chat juke a jukebox. Well, Lieutenant Photo will get that a different time. I'm sorry. We've got to be out of here in, in less than two hours, or Sean gets mad. He does. He yells at us. And oh, we also L Lieutenant Photo wants Ricky Rainbow to sing Cree with arms wide open. With arms wide open, I dare to light. Thank you. Hello, my friend. We'll meet again. That's the most you get. Keep cool, gobble goose. I'll do the full song next week. I promise. Bye. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.